What's up, world? This is We Need a Fifth. This your man, Bo. Got my man P in the building. What's good? Man, hell with a line. Yo, yo. Um, NBA, basketball, and guns. Woke up this morning. <laughs> Everybody got themselves a gun. Let's start. Oh, geez. Uh, the, the, the veterans that are supposed to, we hope, know better. Sean Kemp um, got into an altercation earlier last week, I believe, um, where he was tracking down some of his stolen property and got into a gunfight with the people that stole his iPhone because he was using the Find My iPhone app. My question was, why didn't he have the cops with him? If you're using the Find My iPhone app to look for your iPhone that's been stolen, why don't you have the cops with you? What was he, what was the plan? You know, like, hey, did he think that just because he's Sean Kemp, and I guess because he has a gun, they're going to give it back to him? What was the plan? Or am I bugging? No, that's, that sounds like that was his plan. <laughs> that sounds like it. I'm Sean Kemp. I have a firearm. Give it back. That was it. I'm, 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 I'm an American. I exercise my Second Amendment rights. I, I don't know the law, but I feel that I'm protected under my Second Amendment rights, and I'm going to carry a gun and get my possessions back. I don't think he was thinking. I mean, there's more to it than just, you know, you being protected under the Second Amendment. I think if a crime was committed against you, you might want to, you know. Call the cops. I, 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 yeah, I don't know. Some sort of law, some sort of law, law enforcement. But where was he in the upper mid? Is he he's not upper midwest? He's actually in the upper northwest. North, north, yeah, northwest. I I just didn't understand. I don't think he he was thinking long term. If he was thinking at all, when you like he's a six ten black guy with a red vest and a firearm in right. northern, you know, in, in Seattle. Did you right. think this? It was just how smoothly did you think this was going to go? He might have thought it was the Wild West. Don't know their open carry laws, but I don't think it extends to the fact of hunting down people who, you know, yeah. and, and, and I didn't say and, the whole thing, obviously, but the footage that I saw, I know the lawyer was saying that it was self-defense. I just saw him blow a shot. I, you know, I don't know if that was a return shot or not. You know what I mean? So... We'll see. We'll see. Right, but preliminary reports are saying that, like, I guess his car has been broken into multiple times. But the okay. fact that you go, you go on the offensive, I don't, again, I don't know the laws in Washington, mm -hmm. but I find it hard to believe that even if a crime was committed against your property, that you can actually, because now we're talking, how did you even find them? I mean, did, if you did find my iPhone, now we're talking about vigilante justice. I don't I, like I said, I don't know the laws. Like yeah. tracking your iPhone, and then you're tracking down this car in which it ends to you letting off shots. That I I can't think that. I mean, that's that's the wild west right there. I, I can't think that that's 
legal. But yeah, charges have been not have been filed. I, I guess I can't even say dropped. Or I, I think there's still investigator. Last I heard, right. um, what what really disturbed me about it is because of Sean Kemp's fame. Like people know who Sean Kemp is, right? Especially in you would think in the Seattle area. Well, yeah, I had it, a, it's a little bit better. I, I think they know him as Seattle area. <laughs> But my thing is, because of that, you have even more more reason to call the police because they will respond to you. <laughs> like somebody's, oh, Sean Kemp called the police department saying um, he has a means to track down his stolen items. Oh, let's send a squad car to his house and escort him to the place where his items are located. Right. I've seen that done for Joe Smoke. Um, I was coaching a, a, a summer league school, um, summer league team about maybe five, six years ago. And one of the parents had their iPhone stolen by one of the kids. Right. That parent whose their family wasn't middle middle income family, they were able to call the cops. The cops came to them, escorted them to the to the um to the um child's house and allowed them to pick up their their property and also gave them the option of pressing charges if they wanted to that's for middle america middle income basic american family now a famous nba star I, i'm sure he could have got swat to come down with him if he wanted to and it's just like, what are we doing right now? Um, I, I, I just that just blew my mind. Um, I, I, and like you, like you said earlier, maybe it's a fact of he wasn't thinking, or he didn't fully think it through. He was just I mean, reacting off of, of of raw emotions of, hey, I was violated and I want my revenge. Yeah, but it's not their model. It's it's like the model. It's it's to protect and serve. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like you still have to know just general common knowledge that a crime was committed that I should call the authorities. And and, and be it as it may, I know it might sound cruel or anything of that nature. If you're in a different social economic ilk, your response and resources might be a little bit better than like as you said your average Joe Smo. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. being a celebrity and or being affluent, it, it I'll, I'll tell people to be fair, it sucks, but you will have an edge on getting things yeah. it is what it is. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I again I, I I think you guys are right. I think he just he just wasn't thinking it was more so reacting. He's a business owner. Um, I think he just took things into his own hands, which, I mean, we talk about Sean Kemp from a basketball perception, and it seems to be an uncommon and unsavory path in which NBA players tend to take. You know what I mean? Um, Not so much going through with um, with crimes, some have, but just 
the possession, the possessions. Like I said, it is just Second Amendment, right? But just the possessions of having a firearm and possibly doing something stupid with it, or you being affluent and not having the proper protocols of it being just registered. I mean, you have millions of dollars and you're having unregistered firearms or you're having firearms not in you know correct places. I, you know, I'm thinking about, you're saying Sean Kemp, I, I can remember Knicks had a game with Dallas. Right after the game, Ray Felton gets busted with a gun. You know what I'm saying? Steven Jackson, I believe, let off around in the club. You know, it's we ain't gonna get into the whole Javar Crittenden situation with uh Gilbert Arenas. Yeah, yeah. You know, what I mean, that was just strictly as Gilbert allegedly clearing out his house, bringing guns to the arena and flashing a gun in Javar's face. And Javar just pulls out one or just off GP, like he has it with him in the locker room, like, bro, what's going on here? Yeah. Um, one of the other things I wanted to bring up too in, in life is, is relationship with police departments. We have to be comfortable with establishing relationships with the police departments, especially right. when you're not a gangster, you're not a criminal, you know what I mean? Um, they, they're supposed to work for all communities, mm-hmm. you know, and I think um, especially our affluent members of our community need to have those type of relationships with police officers so that, hey, police officers can start seeing black and brown people associate with them and be a help or a, a ally um, in fighting back crime and, 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 and getting justice done. Um, and I think players, people like Sean Kemp um, that had that, that name recognition have a duty to start establishing those relationships and showing, hey, that the police department can work for us too. You know, and we're not only engaging the police department when they've when they've had bad apples commit injustices in our in community or when they're pursuing, you know, criminals or whatever. Um so I, I think he missed the opportunity there. Yeah, you're you're right. And I think Sheriff Shaquille O'Neal has been doing that, I think, his whole career. And that's probably because yeah. his father's uh, military and law enforcement background. You know what I mean? He's always had some sort of positive interaction with ever, whatever uh, law enforcement demographic he's been with, like whatever city he's played in. You know what I mean? But especially yeah. in Florida. He's, he's built relationships with um, local communities and having a bridge with you know, African-Americans and Hispanic-Americans and just having a better understanding about what law enforcement or what law enforcement can be. And I think that is important to see those figures, like you said, take the step to show that, you know what I mean? You need the community and law enforcement to work together to have a better community. It's just that simple. Um, so, yeah, that, I think it was an opportunity missed, like you said, by Sean Kim and others. But mm-hmm. there's a serious situation with gun control, uh, is it is it really gun control or is it just perception okay. of manhood and I have a gun? I think it's, it's all of the above. I think it's gun control yeah. and also being responsible once you have a gun. Like even if you buy illegally, you still could do you know um, stupid things with it. 
You know what I mean? So I think it's it's you know. So I think it's both, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and also um, all all the of the above, like P just alluded to, but also uh, a sense of you're a superhero now because you have a gun and you're invincible. You know, um, and how that affects your decision making. You know, because he made a decision once his property was stolen to say, hey, I'm going to go out and hunt these perpetrators down. Instead of saying, you know what? Thank God I'm still alive. They didn't hurt me or anybody that I cared about. Let me call the police, inform them that I have my, my find my iPhone app, and let's get to um, finding my property. Yeah, There was NBA, there was used to be some type of uh, NBA like rookie in, initiations when they used to go through these classes. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they still yeah. are. I'm pretty oh, sure they yeah. still are, but I I really feel like it goes in one uh, in one ear and out the other. Um, you know, I think what we all kind of agree on. I think the, the key here is like you know responsibility and understanding the ramifications of your actions. You know what I mean? I, I, apparently, people do not. Being twenty two years of age, right? Getting one million five hundred thousand, let alone twenty five. $13 million, $25, $30 million a year, 22 years of age. You are immediately a meal. You are a meal. And with that, <laughs> no, and with that money, I could hire the best security of money goodbye. That is that is my point with the initiation services with the NBA and your friends. At that point, when you become a millionaire immediately, you're definitely a target. Right. But you definitely have more resources than you ever had before. Like I don't mind a person's personal use. Your home, you need, you, you know, you should have a firearm in your house in that situation. But you tie into, hey, owner, I'm this to your franchise, which means I'm the bottom line. What can we do towards protections? That's one. Because owners, yes, they have the police, but they have security, private security you wouldn't even think of. Every owner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they understand the situation because you're dealing with females. You're dealing with all types of the criminal element, knowing that they can Google your name and know what you're worth automatically. Like I said, you're a meal. So from the NBA to the teams and yourself, you should be invested. If you can invest in, and I don't want to be stereotypical, but if you can invest in a $200,000 chain or a car, that's more than enough for some of the best private securities throughout the world, let alone here in the States. Mm -hmm. And I mean, so... I, I, that should be embedded into these guys' head that what you should be going. But like you said, they're young. You're thinking, Machismo, who am I that I, I need security at age 22? You know what I'm saying? All I need is this strap. And when right. you get up, you're saying to yourself, one, it was it was cheaper to have security. And I found myself in less problems and not losing my bag. So Yeah, it's, it's just, you know, when you get that amount of money, you become the general of your family or your friends or the king or whatever, but you have to think like one. Like some some guys are getting that position and it's they're acting, they might be the general of their family mm -hmm. and they're basically taking an approach like their first infantry. Like they're on the front yeah. lines. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I think that is the issue. I think some of it, like you said, is ego where, you know, I'm gonna hold myself down. No, you're dumb if you hold yourself down with that amount of money. You should pay for people to hold you down. 
you should, in, in my opinion, you shouldn't even have to even touch a firearm. If you want one in your home, just for safety of your family, I get it. But generally, you really shouldn't have to touch one. You should pay people to handle that for you. That's kind of like right. being your own lawyer, being your own doctor. No, you get a professional to do that. Definitely. All right. So, um, Sean Kemp, what the mm. hell were you thinking, man? Yeah. Yeah. Next, next, next guy up on the, what the hell were you thinking? Amali Bates. Um, I know this is a while back and P you can kind of, um, uh, probably mm -hmm. fill me in more on this. It's a while back. He was, um, stopped, I, I believe in the traffic, um, yeah, he stopped. Hey. Yeah, he was stopped, uh, found the firearm with um, scratched off cereal. Just shouldn't have had it. I, I, wherever you were going, if you were going where you need a gun, you should have been going there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's really that simple. Like, you know, if, you, if you're going to a place where you say, oh, I'm going to this place, I need a firearm, don't go to that place. It's really that simple. You know what I mean? If you really think yeah, you, you have to go to this place, you hire security. And, you know, I wish the best, you know, you know, same surname and everything. I wish him the best, but hopefully he he learns quickly from this, from this um, mistake. Yeah. And, and, and Joe, and, and Joe regular does not have that opportunity. Like you said, if you, to be able to walk away from yeah. uh, I, routine I, and possession of a ghost gun, <laughs> We're not walking away from that. With the cereal scratched off. God bless him. So you have a particular talent and someone reaching out saying that this young man's a little bit more important in the future than we possibly might think than your average Joe Schmo. So that has to play a part in some of these quote-unquote kids' minds. You know what I mean? They're still young, but... Like I said, stick, stick to the basketball. You know what I mean? And also, um, to piggyback off of what he was just saying, just re realizing situational awareness. Like he said, if you're going to a place where you require a gun, you shouldn't be there. Point blank, period. If your friends are going to the place where you would require a gun or they required you to bring them a gun, hmm, maybe you should reconsider who you hanging out with mm -hmm. and and the places y'all are going. Um, like like Pete initiated, can't act like frontline um infantry when you're the general or the king. Can't can't be done. Can't be. Yeah. Do you think um he He's affected his endorsement potential or his potential to um, eventually get to the NBA. I know he's still in college now. I know he transferred from Memphis. Um, uh, he's, most he's mock drafts have him as a second round draft pick. Um, he's had a pretty rough go at it. Um, like I, I don't think the team is even like qualifying, well, they definitely qualify for the NCAA mm. tournament. I'm not mm. even sure how it works. If they might be like the lowest seed in their conference, like they're the losing yeah. record in, the, in their conference. So his play has not really been stellar mm. to put to put it light. 
So he's a projected second round pick. So we'll see. Now, do you think what do you think has had a bigger impact on his projections? His play or or the incident with the gun? His play. Okay. Uh, because uh, Miller uh, for the Alabama Crimson Tide, who's I believe, no, yeah, he's he's protected to be a top five pick still. Hmm. You know, so I, I don't, I mean, of course, for some GMs, you know, you, you can't swipe them all, put them all together. But I think for most GMs, the guns have nothing to do with their draft status. Zero. You know. If they can zero. Yeah. I'm glad you kind of avoided that. O'Neal in college, he could have been caught with a, 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 a M16. If you'd have got exonerated from it, <laughs> I believe they still would right. try to. Right. You know. As a PR push, you always could say, the kid's young. We give him a chance at life. Don't doom him. You know, so you, you could sell that to your fan base. Yes, he made a mistake. He's a teenager. Yeah. You know, I, give I, him a, you know, yeah. so. Which I'm not mad at, but, you know. Right, I think the deal with Imani is just he has all the talent in the world. He just hasn't, you know, he hasn't developed with that talent. You know, he's just not enough to where, you know, you can overlook some some personal things. And I think they actually overlooked it. You know, it just might be a blip in the road that they might have to say, Mm -hmm. you know, they have a problem with with guns. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not that good at this point. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned. I mean, of course, I hope he doesn't make that type of mistake again. He learns from it. But I'm more concerned. You were the top high school player in the nation. You went to a school with Penny Hardaway as your head coach, Larry Brown and Rashid Wallace, and it seemed like you didn't develop. Mm-hmm. And then instead of sticking it out, you went to another school where you have free range, and you see where that got you. It, it, it's just it just seems like when when he's met with adversity, he chooses oh. yeah, the path of least resistance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh. Like, okay, you're not gonna let me do what I want to do at Memphis, I'll go somewhere else. And I think the high you go up in basketball, that's not that's not gonna pan out very well at the next level. I feel like Brandon Miller's situation is different than Amani, Amani Bates situation. And I know um, the police have finished their investigation with Brandon Miller, and they have decided not to press any charges. Um, But it feels different because his weapon was used in the commission of a murder. And I know that there's some discrepancies on how his gun ended up in, in the young man's hands, whether it was him actually bringing it or um, his roommate or someone else. Well, well technically, um, I, I believe it with the way the story I, I got it, it's actually not, it wasn't his. Okay. Okay. It was a okay. friend of his uh, firearm and he, you know, I guess transferred it to the person or whatever. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, you know, but yeah. Best. Some tough, some bad decisions. (laughs) Either any way you look at it, some bad decisions were made. I mean, you had a loss of life here. Yeah, Yeah. it is different. 
Yeah, and, ob- and obviously, you know, our heart goes out to the family who, who you know, lost a loved one. You want to, you know, definitely want to say that. You know, we're talking basketball, which is in the big scheme of things, it's not important. It's, it's a game. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I just want to say, you know, on, on behalf of all of us, definitely, you know, our hearts go out to the, to the young lady, um, and her family, friends, you know, for, for that for a tragic loss, you know. Yeah, and it, it would only be speculation on, you know, right. on, you know what I mean? So right, right. It's just an unfortunate situation. And I, I guess the point of it is if you're about to come into some acquired wealth or not, I mean, yeah. and you have possibilities, you want to try to stay away from these situations as best as you can. Life throws things at us in which you might not have that, but if you have a choice at a moment, man, these kids are young. I, I think right. you have to earn the portion of, I need to be away from this totally. Right. Like, at all costs, you have to, this kid has to be protected. And, and that's every situation that we've been talking about, you have so many other people that would, and I'm not advocating violence, that would happily take this route knowing that something of a quote unquote bag is coming your way. Yeah, and I want to say, go ahead, Mo. Go ahead, I'm sorry, Pete. No, I just want to say, you know, of course we're 40 plus year old men, you know, talking about teenagers, but at the same time, you have to understand there's a reason we got to this 40 plus, you know what I mean? So, you know, life is just like a a sum of decisions, basically, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So. Um, I, I hate using youth as an excuse mm-hmm. because anyone older than them could have been in the same situation, but they made, you know, different decisions. So I'll say right. that, but, um, at the end of the day, these guys are young. I hope they, I hope they learn from this. Even Sean Kemp, I, I you know, <laughs> not so young, but I just hope he learns from this, but, you know, I, I, I don't want to seem like we're, I don't know, beating on young guys or whatever, but. You know, at the end of the day, if you're old enough to pick up a gun, you, you have to be old enough to discern, to, to take on the responsibilities and know the ramifications of picking up that gun. Oh, and, and P, you're better than me. I, I, I'm i beating up on the young people right now. I'll say that especially in today's day and age, um, social media, NIL, um, contracts and stuff like that, where you have multiple opportunities to create your own bag, especially if you have talent, just by being on social media. Like Brandon Miller right now, if he put his mind to it and prior to this gun situation, he can get an NIL contract that'll pay him a million or so. Oh, well, that's... And, you know I mean, what I mean? So it's like he's he's already a business right now and he's not acting like it you know what I mean or he's put himself in, in compromising situations to mess up his business and I blame the people around him like hey when I'm sure when he was a junior and college teams were coming down to recruit him nobody's noticing the potential for him to be a business like this is a totally different age you know Hey, you have social media, you have YouTube, you have all these different money-making opportunities for someone who has talent or demonstrates that they have talent, especially a young man like Brandon Miller. 
he's his own piggy bank. The only way he doesn't get the bag is if he gets in his own way by making poor decisions and hanging out with the wrong people. Well, it sounds like he's doing it. So it's like, <laughs> like... at some at some point in time, you know what I mean? Like the people around him or or uh, um the people that care for him have to sit him down and, and explain to him how important he is to his future and how. It's, Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, you hope so. You hope so. Yeah. But I, but yeah. somewhat. I mean, obviously, not some. Most of the onus is still on him. Because if they yeah. sit him down, yeah. if this if they sit him down, he doesn't listen. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You know. So. And, and and like you said, we've gotten here through grace, some luck. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been through as children, and and teenagers in twenties and thirties, luck played a part. One little turn here, there, we could have been in the same situation. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. we take ourselves out of that to say that with age comes experience. So it takes many factors for these kids to be on the right track. You're going to need people around them who are older, Mm -hmm. going through stuff, or didn't have to go through stuff, but got lucky, like we're saying, like we are, to say, young buck, it doesn't turn out right. I understand where he's at at this point in time, because 18 and 19, I don't want to hear too much either. You know what yeah. I mean? I want to experience how what I experience. And again, like now I said, props to the truth of wife. It's, 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 it's culture. You know what I'm saying? Being an alpha male and saying, I have this blick or this gun, or I don't need security goes a long way in the persona of who they are as young adults. And that's the wrong thing. In general, like we should have never have gone through that. You know what I mean? When you think about who we are now, we say, you know, we could if I could have brushed that off and then just been more mature at that age, we had to go through it. We just said, we would have never thought about that being cool, quote unquote. And I mean, cool is being able to take care of your family, being low key, off the radar. I don't want no people to know where I live if I'm a millionaire at age 22. You know what I mean? Investments, things of that nature. It's the opposite. It's, I want everyone to know who I am. I have this bling. I'm at this club. I'm making every wrong decision. And that's every demographic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Accentuated in the minority community, but every demographic wants to be showy. And that's from a high socioeconomic position to a low. You know what I mean? It's just with, with youth comes mistakes. You know what I mean? So you need yeah. so many factors to get these kids on right. But the main thing is you need the kids to ingest that what I'm getting from these older people or people who've been through it or law enforcement or these training seminars is that they've been through it and I need to ingest it. But you're so young, you're saying, I just see zeros. I need to get out to this seminar and spend this money. And yeah. it's so hard to digest that information when money plays such a big part. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't care what my dad grandfather, uncle, and them are telling me right now, <laughs> you have the feeling that I can buy their opinion. And nine times out of 10, you can. You need someone there strong enough to say, listen, I don't care how much money you have. This is what's going to happen. You need to sit your blank, blank down if you want to keep this money and make more money in the future. And it's it's, it's tough. I mean, yeah. but like you said, we're here for a reason. I mean, saying like that, what we talk, and I think they need to hear it from people who they can relate to a little bit more hip. You know what I'm saying? That, 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 that has that cool factor to them that'll say, you know, listen, 
avoid all this BS, stay low key, keep your money because your money is going to have to take you further than you think down the road. And you're going to want that $250,000 chain when you're 40. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I got similar yeah. jewels when I was like much younger. I mean, like talking like elementary school, yeah. um, you know, the big homie was just like, you know, get money, stay low. Mm -hmm. That's, you know what I mean? That's it. Like you, you, you know, and you know, I always took that to heart. And, and I, I get it's a different time now, but the rules still apply. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> the rules still apply. Watch the company that you keep. All of that still, it, it all applies. You know and I, mean? I would say to, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I would say just to add on to what you're saying, Pete, like for these young men that have the opportunity to be millionaires and, and beyond, look how billionaires move. You yep. want to move like that because that's where you want to eventually end up. If you're looking backwards to how people at the street level are moving that are still trying to get to your level, you're going backwards. Yeah. Agreed. You should always be moving forward. As rich as he is, you can still walk by. And I'm talking about you and I can literally still walk by Jeff Bezos. And yeah, that's how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I, I know that's your point, but yeah. I'm going to continue on. Um, last person on this list. Got to talk about it. Uh, the brother John Murray. Looks like police won't be following any charges. Um, he had a gun incident um, about a week or two ago uh, where he flashed a gun on his Instagram page and he was in a uh, club. The NBA is still investigating this situation. Um, he's still out indefinitely. They haven't put a limit on um, how many games he'll be out. And I guess we can say, apply everything we talked about with the previous um, brothers to Ja. Yeah, rewind, um, the rewind the tape. It applies. <laughs> yeah. And you're finding common themes in what you're saying. Like, like you're saying, like, this doesn't generally happen. So it should be a blessing. Maybe mm -hmm. I am someone, you know, that I'm able to walk away from this unscathed. Therefore, you know, like you said, I'm worth more to someone. Yeah, the Josh situation really troubled me. Um, I'm scared for that brother, to be honest. More, more than the other he, one? More than the other ones? To me, they're yeah. pretty much all the same. Well, you have one who fired a gun, one whose gun who was transferred, who actually took a life. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think for me, John, if if when I saw the Instagram post, and I've seen that heard heard the other stories regarding gunplay with Ja as far as say at his house um there's a there's a, a young man taking him to court uh for allegedly pulling a gun out on on him um at his house during a pickup game had the incident with the Indiana Pacers I believe where um a couple of uh, players reported that they had a laser gun sight on put put on them and that, that laser gun sight was coming from a vehicle John Morant was in. It's and the Instagram post with the cherry on top of the Sunday. That right. So so the last thing should not be a surprise at all. It almost mm -hmm. should, should, should should have been expected, unfortunately. 
Yeah, he's erring on that escalation. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm. I'm worse. not surprised, but I'm. I'm worried. You know, I, oh, I yeah. think he's, he's <laughs> setting himself setting himself up for um for someone to try to make a name by touching him. You know, for someone to try to make a name by taking what he has and saying, "Oh, let's see how 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 much in this game you really are." You know, um, I I think that. Yeah, he he. I I worry for him, and that's the Jabbar Sprinter situation. You know what I mean you should be worried because there are people who will test your gangster. Period. Yeah, you know what I mean, and people who aren't new to this tend to stay true to this. Like street people who have been doing all of this all their life, they're just looking at the chops for situations like this. Yeah. You know what I mean, like. You can tell a meal from a meal. So I, I wouldn't want to venture into something in which it's, it, it's foreign to me. You know what I mean? Like I'm a basketball player. I'm this type of persona. I, I tend to want to just stay in my lane. You know what I mean? I don't think from, from a street perspective, you can come on a court and do what I do. That's because that's your profession. You know what I mean? When people start divulging into other lanes, which you're not used to, it tends to not end well, you know what I mean? Like, it, I, I just think that you need to just find out internally, you know, what 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 should be cool to you is what you have accomplished right then and there. But it seems not to be enough for Ja, you know what I mean? He needs to sit on a couch. You know what I mean? You're escalating to which you don't need, you know, need, need be. You come from a solid family background. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. you're worth tons of millions of dollars. You want to regress and go to, like I said, the street life for what reason? I I, I don't know. You know, that's something he has to, you know, probably, like I said, talk to somebody for and and possibly get some help. That's why I am with, with, with him. Apparently, the possession of a firearm is totally taken over you know, who he is. He's, you know, been ingratiated by a gun now. It's not so much he's controlling the gun, it's the gun is controlling him. He, he feels, like, attached to it. That, I don't think that none of us could pretty much work out, you know? Now, I know that the Grizzlies have um, suspended him, asking their, quote-unquote, working with him to get him the help that he needs to address these issues. What do we think that the NBA needs to do at this point. Yeah, I'm, because they, I, they, for me, they've been a little too silent for me. I mean, point. I think I think it's more of what John needs to do. I, I you know, the NBA, they sitting them out games. That's going to make them sit and think. But ultimately, it's on him. You can't, you can't, you can't expect a corporation to save this this twenty something year old black guy. Sorry, mm -hmm. you just can't. If you depend on the NBA to help John. If they do, great. But I, I think it's going to have to come within and from his family, the people who actually care about him, care about him, not how much they could make money off of him, but actually care about him as a person. I agree with you, but I also think that the NBA has an opportunity to pound home the message that this is not the route you want to take for success. And I know there's only less than a month left in the season. Um, 
I would sit him out the rest of the season, possibly even the playoffs. Not sit him out, you suspend him. Yeah, excuse me. Playing basketball and getting paid millions of dollars is a privilege. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not allotted to everyone. Mm -hmm. So he is, I would say, the top five players that could be the face of the league right now. Mm -hmm. I think protecting him is very important. Protecting the brand is ultimately important. Mm -hmm. Right now, I would have him not – through the playoffs, I would just suspend him right now until the start of next year, and hopefully he gets it. And if you have another infraction, then you would have to be relieved from an extended part of time. You have to have some type of stringent measures, which deters the next generation, and you have to use a big star. Like like I said, Raymond Felton being suspended for three or four games, most people, eight didn't care or two laughed. Like, I didn't even know Raymond Felton was still in the league. And knowing we follow this as our team, the New York Knicks, no one really much cared. But sometimes you have to protect people from themselves. And if you stop that liquid cash flow from coming in from that person and it hits people, one, you have bills on a natural basis. So you have bills, you're saying, I got to use other finances. I got to stop. Things of that nature get cut off. Your enablers get cut off. You're paying so many people to either brand you or protect you or be around you entourages once that money train stops people say yo kid you have to chill out my money stopped coming your money stopped coming the the gravy train's ending you know it'll work itself out so and 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 for the league you don't want this you know he's one of the biggest faces like you don't want this to tarnish your brand so you want to jump on this early i thought he should have been suspended i love Jock. Yeah. But I believe he should have been suspended with the information that they had and prior stuff that's been happening. He's been trending in the wrong direction. So I would have yeah, forcibly gave him some time off. Let the Players Association fight it. And, and you go from there. Okay. Like I said, press rewind, man. Everything that we said before applies. Um, I think the NBA... I, I, just call me a pessimist. I, I think it's more of a PR thing for them than actually trying to help the young man. That's just oh, how I feel. Yeah, that could yeah, um, be the case. And I hope that he understands that he's replaceable. As talented as a player as he is, as much as he means to Memphis Grizzlies, if we talk off air, I think he's the most important player in Memphis Grizzlies history already. That being said, if he doesn't play another game in the NBA, the NBA will be okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And he needs to see that. And I said, and being away from the game forcibly, mm-hmm. I think you, you see that. Like, listen, if I have 30 some million, you're set for life, sure. Mm-hmm. But 30 million is totally different from, you never heard a, a billionaire saying, I don't want 200 million. You know what I'm saying? People who have money is not just going to throw money right. away. Right. Yeah. And it is, and of course, you know, when you say it's not about money, it's always about money. But just his life like this could turn really bad when when you brandish a gun the majority of sometimes somebody's gonna get hit mm-hmm. so you know what i mean so i'm really more concerned with just him possessing guns and the drama that that could bring to him mm-hmm. you know what yeah. i mean um 
if he, he could you know, be putting himself in a position where he's going to have to eventually use it. Or someone think he is going to use it and they use theirs. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm, you know, th that's really something I'm concerned with. Of, of course, financially, you know, I'm sure he's helping many people, many family, many friends, and he's really improving their lives. Mm -hmm. So there's also there's there's also that. So again, overall, man, I, I wish him the best. I, I hope he learns from this. He's he's a, a unbelievable talent. But, you know, I, I'm more worried about him as a human being, as a young black man. And I, I hope he learns from this in, um, you know, just, just yeah, I just hope he learns from this and, and moves forward. Whatever's coming to him, he's, he's going to have to, you know, learn from it. He's, he's just going to have to learn from this experience at the end of the day. Absolutely. But uh, yeah. as you can see, the people around him are, listen, you two were a, a tremendous talent and you had $500 million that you could put, possibly attain, that's on me to keep you guys totally out the way in general. Listen, I would sit y'all down and say, it's my job to tell you there's people, if you have an issue with so-and-so, that's on me. You're the bag and as nothing is coming your way. Guys, hit us up on social media. Let us know what you guys think. Guns and basketball, um, John Morant. What do you think the NBA the NBA should do? Shots fired. <laughs> Can I get get those shots fired? Um, hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit that notification button so you know when the next video is coming out. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast. And you can also hit us up directly at we need a fifth at gmail.com. Staying with with the, staying in Memphis, or yeah, staying on the West Coast, staying in Memphis. Dylan Brooks versus Draymond Green. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard all the drama, all the back and forth between these two individuals. I think it's kind of indicative of where their teams are at right now. I think both teams are in trouble. Um, I think both teams, at the beginning of the season, we thought that both teams could make a legitimate run to the championships. I think at this point, both teams are out of that 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 thought process or that 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 thinking, and it's almost like the younger version of Draymond beefing with the older version of himself. Because I feel like these two players are, are pretty much comparable as far as what they provide for their teams. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry you actually feel that way. And that's, I know you're a huge Draymond fan, but I kind of find it as an insult. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I mean, he's the ultimate utility utility knife, and Dylan Brooks is a better offensive player. Mm -hmm. But for what, got... they, for what they mean to the team, I can't really tangibly weigh what Dylan Brooks means to uh, Memphis. But I have Draymond being everything in the glue that makes that machine work for Golden State. You know, play. Okay. And Steph are the offensive juggernauts of the team, sure. But I think that team doesn't move without Draymond Green. 
I think Dylan Brooks is an enforcer for Memphis who has a little bit more offensive talent. I mean, I've never truly enjoyed his offensive game. But I I couldn't see them any more different in the fact, I guess, from enforcing, I guess, maybe mm -hmm. the tough guy for the team. Is that what you mean? But from a... I, I, I guess what I mean is defensively, they're, they're, they're like the head of the snake, both of them. Um, Dylan Brooks and, and I feel um, Draymond Green for their team. I, I think that's Jaron Jackson. I think that's Jackson. It's the defense for, for that team. I think, I just, I think Dylan Brooks is the edge for them, which you, which you need as a team. Okay. You need that. You, you need that grit. But I, I, I really think you're really throwing rocks at the throne when you're dealing with Dylan, with Dylan Brooks and Draymond Green. I, yeah. I think Hill is spot on with that. Um, yeah, I'm surprised, Mo, because you you you're probably the biggest Draymond Green guy on, on the on the show. Like you said, the media makes this more accentuated than it is. Mm -hmm. I tend to take the show with more substance, and this to me was a non-story. Agreed. Non-story. There's no way that Dylan Brooks should be anywhere in the conversation with Draymond Green. You know what I mean? But like I said. We tend, we will entertain, you know, other people's narratives, but I'm quick to to to, to end this one. No, no, no. Slow news, slow news week. Um, fellas, what's on the radar? Uh yeah, had me go look at it. I mean, we stop a segment. I saw the Chris Rock special last night. I finally got through it. Um, and what? To be fair, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't. Okay. It wasn't that okay. bad. Yeah. But I will say this. I, I will say this. No, I, I give it, I give it not bad being, I give it like a C minus. P, what's on the radar for you, bro? Uh for me, this uh shout out to Jim Beheim. I just realized that um our entire lifetime he's he was the Syracuse head coach. He started in 1976. Right. Um, yeah. which is which is crazy. But um, yeah. That's cool. But I wanted to shout out, we, we have an, um Discord, March Madness, want to let everybody know. Uh, we're going to be posting a link, on, put, posting the QR codes on the social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok. So, you know, starting Thursday, you know, during all the NCAA games, you can join us in the chat. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Discord here, this is what we do. And yeah, how many years did Carmelo play? Excuse me? One. How many years did Carmelo years? No. How many years did Carmelo play in the NBA? Oh, oof. oh, 20, 17? 17? 17 or 18? Because he's yeah. like too short. He's not real LeBron. Yeah, if LeBron got 20, I think he's 17 to 18. 17 yeah. 18, right? They're playing. That's with how many years too long that Jim Beheim stayed. <laughs> <laughs> so, how great we, we, we say he is, take away those 17 years is when he should have left. I don't recall the post Carmelo Syracuse. He only has one. He, he only has one national championship, right? That, that is Bay correct. Man. That is correct. Yeah. That's another discussion. I mean, no, I, from accolades and all of, and a couple of big championships he he won. You would think he has four championships, but no. and there's a lot of 
throughout his career and that. No, no, that that's 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 fair, especially post Carmelo. Like, you know, I was always a big, you know, we all are like big Billy Owens, Derek Coleman fans, but yeah, post Carmelo, Syracuse. Eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He has a Hill has a point. (laughs) (laughs) Fellas, anything else before we get out of here? That's all. Again, just want to reiterate, man. Discord, check us out. This Thursday, yes, sir. I'm in there. Hey, to all our fish, thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel on YouTube, hit that notification button. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And you can hit us up directly at we need a fifth at gmail.com. And don't forget to look out for that D- uh, Discord um, QR link to, uh, for our chat for the um, March Madness tournament. Fellas. Another one. Real. No one does it better, man. I'm convinced, man. No one does it better. You know what I'm saying? And, oh, with, with, with that being said, Jerry Flynn got picked in front of Steph Curry, correct? Or no? Yes. Yeah. And, and, and Ricky Rubio. Good job, Every, Minnesota. Good job, Minnesota. Sticking on that. Sticking on that. Minnesota sticking on that whole Syracuse thing and 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 McNamara will not be in the Springfield Hall of Fame, right? So I just want to make sure that Jim Beheim's, you know, basketball eulogy is read. <laughs> have you know, just because you give me Billy Owens and you give me Derek Coleman, uh, Derek Coleman. Coleman, Carmelo Anthony, Carmelo Anthony. Now give me Hakeem Ward. Oh, that was he, he was he was with Mellow though. He was, yep. with, he was with Mellow. Sherman Douglas. He was with maybe Owens and Coleman. He might have overlapped. Yeah. You you give, you're giving me Bayheim. Bayheim as his sons. Junior. Uh, no. Absolutely not. Oh, oh, okay. Absolutely not. No. Okay. The fact that I didn't know what you were talking about. Yeah, I didn't didn't know where you were getting at. Now that I know where you were getting at, absolutely not. Yo, before we get ourselves into more trouble with Katie, Jim Behar, we're out. You're you're (laughs) welcome to come on the show. No hard feelings. The resume speech was he more than happy to explain it. I, I was there the, uh, during those times, so I did watch Big East basketball. It was it was culture to me? It was life. So I enjoyed the competitive nature that the Big East gave me in every aspect of it. From one to fourteen, whatever I got, I was there for Providence, BC. Any bad game you could think of, I enjoyed Big East basketball. So shout out to Eric Smith for Providence. Pretty good point guard. <laughs> Absolutely, Eric Murdoch. So we're, we're more than happy to have the Big East guys come on and discuss things, you know. So yeah, and, and, and we're not going to talk about Patrick Ewing and Jerry Oh, heck of a Big East talent. Heck of a Big East talent. If you're talking about coaching, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Playing? Absolutely. We can do all day. One of the greatest. He built up the Big East, actually. Oh, God. Surprise. You know, he, he, he cut up. Cut, 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 cut. Oh, no. Shout out to Patrick Ewing. We're out, man. To get a job. Well, I think that's what it was. I'm out on that one, fella.
I love it. Later, y'all. Oh, later. <laughs> Only here. Only here, I'll tell you.